everyone. Welcome to the Life of Education podcast. So today we're here with Stefan Sanderson. You're the Scottish title champ, right? Yeah, that's correct. Amazing for last year. No, from September 2014. What? Amazing. Just, just there, yeah. Amazing. Well, congratulations. Thank we you. were just before the fight, we were watching your fight on YouTube. Yeah. Um, pretty intense. So tell us, what's that like being a professional boxer? It's been my life since I've been 12, 13 years old. Just just enjoy fighting. <laughs> Something I get paid for. So, yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> so for people who are not professional boxers, what is, what is that like? What is it like to fight for a living? It's good. It's intense. It means my job is day-to-day. is just training camps, just training three times a day, six days a week, one day rest, strict diet. Um, yeah, it's, I, I enjoy it, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, I prefer that to a nine-to-five than sitting in an office. You know? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Mm. What kind of, uh, what's the weight that you fight at or what's the competition you fight at? It's super welterweight, so it's 154 in pounds or else 11 stone. What does what does super welterweight mean? That's about that seventy kilos, seventy two kilos. Seventy, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's junior middleweight, junior S- middleweight, so super welterweight, junior middle super. So that's the weight that you fight at. Yeah. What's the weight that you'd walk around at? I walk around seventy five, seventy five kilos. Say one six five. Yeah. One six one six seven. So you got to lose about ten pounds before a fight. Yeah. And you're dieting now, so how, how far away is your next fight? I'm back out. I'm making my first title defence on January 23rd. So you're just smashing it now? That's me, yeah. No Christmas for me. No oh turkey. No Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, is that? What are you, when is it, you say? It's, it's end of January? January 23rd, yeah. So is this a, what would a, a kind of a run-up to that then look like from a training perspective? Like well, what kind of stress are you putting yourself under? First thing in the morning, I do a 10, 12K run. Every day? Every day, yeah. Apart from uh, Friday's my rest day, so every single day in the mornings, and then I give myself three, four hours rest. I'm back in the boxing gym, twelve to two. And you're sparring? No, my sparring's not started yet. It's my strength conditioning, pad work, bag work, getting my conditioning, my fitness up. Yeah, just keep that mic nice and close to you, mate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So get my my fitness. My do you do weight work. training as well? Yeah, my weight training comes at night time. So I'm back into my strength conditioning, circuits, agility, feet work, speed work. Um, yeah, that comes at night time. So after I finish my boxing, I get four hours rest and I'm back in strength and conditioning from six o'clock. That's my day, every single day. Wow, that seems really intense. Yeah, Can tough. I ask you, so your run in the morning, is this a, like a leisurely run or do you run as fast as you can no, for those no, 10Ks? No, my, 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 fast, my fast stuff will come. That comes maybe the last four or five weeks of my camp. So this is just slow feet. This is just fat burning. So it's just a 10, 12K, nice and slow, steady pace, you know. Um, I can pick it up, but it just depends how I'm feeling on the, on the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to balance that with do you take some individual one-on-one clients as well yeah i do i try and minimize my clients to maybe four a day yeah four a day and i squeeze them in between my rest periods from my own training so that's that's also supplementing your your, your daily kind of training load because you yeah. know that's you holding pads you're still putting a lot of effort in there i imagine yeah holding pads just trying to help people teach them um but listen, it's something I enjoy. It's something I love the sport. Yeah. And I love teaching others and le- and, and seeing results from other people. Yeah. Um, from other people learning also as well. Yeah. Yeah, just so you guys know, I, I trained with 
with you for a brief period of time and I remember when you were you were cutting weight um, and one day you were just holding the pads and you, you just like did that back and I swear I felt it through my <laughs> whole arm <laughs> like it just went numb <laughs> so just um so people understand like obviously you're still working and still doing stuff yeah. uh, when you're not doing anything but you definitely have a very I'm a, a girl so but you got a tough punch not that I know but no no you, you punch real yourself <laughs> you punch real yourself <laughs> Thankfully, I've not found out how, how well just yet. <laughs> You're next. You're next. <laughs> Don't piss me off. I might someday find out how well she punches. Um, so how did you get into it in, at the beginning? Back in where, Whereabouts in Scotland are you from? Glasgow. Yeah, so was that... Did you get into it in a camp or was it sort of an after-school activity? No, um, my dad's friend... <coughs> my dad's friend ran a boxing gym, Chris McAdam. Right. Um, so it was actually quite funny, actually, because... I started with Chris McAdam when I was maybe 10, 12 years old, me and my older brother Ryan. Um, and then I fell away for the boxing maybe when I hit like 15, that teenager, and I started running about going mad, all my friends back home. And I fell off for maybe three, four, maybe five years right. boxing. But once you've got it, you've got it, you know the logistics. I was back into the tree, back into boxing in my late 20s. No, sorry, my early 20s, say 2021, and I won three Scottish titles in the amateurs. So then, my mum my and dad were really surprised at my Scottish title fight on September 14th. I needed someone to do my corner. So I had my coach back from America, and when I was in Glasgow, they needed a second. So you need two in your corner. And it came to be my, my, my amateur coach from, from back in the day, from was 12, yeah. 13. And when my mum and dad seen him, they were like, they were made up, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was Chris that done my corner and that's who, that's who started me boxing when I was young. Yeah. So when you were doing uh, those amateur titles for the Scottish title, um, were you training or were you trying? Or was this just like natural talent? No, no, no. Listen, it's, I wouldn't say it's talent, I'd just say it's hard work. It's hard work. You need to be, you need to graft, you need to put the work in. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of training? Yeah, yeah. I, or in, in terms in of having that stamina when you're actually there and you're yeah, unafraid? And the amateurs, the amateurs are different from professional. It's How it's so? It's, well, I'm up, I'm up at 10 rounds now, fighting 10 three-minute rounds. Amateurs, as I'm, I'm, I'm maximum, is three rounds. Three two-minute rounds or three three-minute rounds. Um, and my amateur training was, I trained myself during the day, mornings, before I went to work. And I was in the boxing gym three times a week at night, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two hours every week, you know. And it was just constant sparring, constant sparring, bag work with all the other boys in the gym. Mm -hmm. So it's different? Yeah, it's totally different, yeah. Okay. So I'm really curious, like, what does it take when you're when you're in front of somebody and you know that that person has the ability to, like, to really kick your butt? Um, what does it take from you as an individual, as a person, to, like... No one will kick my butt, Caroline. <laughs> no one. Absolutely no one. I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just put a lot of hard work into my training. As long as I'm fit, I'm strong. And, well, and what's you your mindset like? You need a heart. You need, it takes a lot of heart. You need to be, you need to be ready to take a punch. And I don't know. Try not take a punch if you can. But if it, if it happens, it happens, and, and obviously it does. But um, you just need to be focused. You need to be fit. If you're not fit and you take a bad punch, then it's, it's taking you out. So mm. the fitness gets you through it. How do you find the sort of the head punches and the whole talk around the head injuries? I don't. When you're in there, your adrenaline's going. 
Your adrenaline's fast, isn't it? Your adrenaline's just pumping, so you don't yeah. f- you don't feel a thing until after. Yeah. Like when I boxed for the for the Scottish there, September the fourteenth, I came out with a fractured jaw and a broken nose. But really? Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. You didn't know about it. I never knew, no, until I came out. My adrenaline wore off, and then I couldn't talk. My face woke yeah. up. I couldn't breathe. So, yeah, I never knew it happened. Have you had any heavy knockouts? Never been knocked out. Never been stopped. Yeah. Anything in training where you got really never got, got your bell rung? Never. Yeah, that's good. Except eh? with me. No, Except I'm joking. Like <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good. Eh? That's. I suppose that's probably your primary objective as a boxer is to not get put down. Put the other people down. Get get down there. Yeah, cool. So when you got the jaw, how were you broke it in the in the middle? Or you broke it. Was a, a joint f- a fracture in the middle? Really? Yeah. 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 And a busted nose. Who was? Okay, should have seen the other guy. I <laughs> know <laughs> because you won, so I can imagine the other guy. Wow. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of talk about head injuries. Do you, do you see that in the older guys, kind of moving on out of, out of your boxing, out of the amateur boxing scene? What do you mean? Do you see anybody who's a little bit sort of dazed and slower than they maybe should have been at, at whatever age they are? Yeah, you, 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 I've I've seen it in older professionals, like for like when you see like. Yeah, n- not slow, but you you can tell they've they've took a few nasty punches yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? They've lost a few brain cells. Yeah, and that's much more the older generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do so you reckon people are getting a bit smarter about I it? I think they're getting smarter now, and I think it's the boxing. It's it's a bit more no, it's safer because if if someone's putting it on the other opponent, then the referee's got he's counting a minimum punches that that person can take without throwing a punch back. Okay, he has to jump in and stop the fight. So when you say putting it on, like one guy's just hitting the other guy repeatedly, him, the yeah. refs keep... What, so what would the number be? Is there a given number or is it just... Mm, it, it just depends. It's the refs give and take. Sure. Just if the ref says the boy's taking too much violation, yeah. then the ref's jumping in and stopping the and fight. Done. And everybody, everyone accepts that. There's no yeah. dispute, fair play. Yeah. yeah. That's important, isn't it? A lot of fighters sometimes, if if they're taking it and then the, the ref jumps in, they, they dispute it and say, nah, but... It's the right decision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's always the right call. Yeah. Yeah. At the end Some of the day, it's it's still your safety. You yeah, want yeah, you want people to continue to be able to fight yeah. in the long term, as opposed to not being able to get up and and literally not getting up. There's been a, there's been a lot <laughs> a lot of premature stoppages, but it's what the ref says. The ref goes. It's his call. Yeah. He's the boss when you're in the ring. Can I ask you? Do, uh, have you seen the industry change at all in the in the last few years? I've seen it change mega, yes. Like, it, like how? It, Give me some booming. examples. It's just, it's absolutely. Boxing right now, boxing right now is just, it's flying, it's unbelievable. Everyone's talking about boxing. Um, everyone's wanting to get involved in boxing. Everyone's wanting to train boxing. So, and I think it's just all the big names that have came out and people are excited to watch and just want to learn. Maybe not fight, yeah. but they want to learn and keep fit. Well, when when you look at like the, the, uh, split of the highest paid athletes in the world some of the the top like few are boxers um Floyd up there Mayweather is number one yeah yeah it's pretty amazing well, let me ask why did you decide to do it do you know uh i actually really i it's surprising right but i really like watching the sport and i like watching like the fights so just before you came on keith was talking to me he's like oh because i went to watch um the fight last week and he's like i didn't even realize it was on and i was saying to him well actually i've i watched all of them um so even like connor fighting i can never pronounce the russian guy's name but 
No. Chabib. Try it. Chabib. No. Chabib. Yes, that's easier. Um, and then when he fought um, Floyd Mayweather and then Floyd and Manny Pacquiao and then was it Ricky... Ricky Hatton. Yeah, Ricky yep. Hatton and uh, Manny Pacquiao. Like, I like to, to watch them. And I like uh, I like how it's one of those sports where you actually have to be really fit in every field. Yep. Like, you have to be – you have to have a lot of cardiovascular fitness. You have to have a lot of strength. you got to have a lot of fight and a lot of, like, inner stamina. And I, I like that and I like to watch that and I like to – pull that out of myself so that's kind of why I dabble in and out obviously I'm very injured so I don't want to go into into that too much but that's some of the the attributes that I see in boxing that are just you don't see them in other sports and you don't see people with that much like to be able to stand in front of somebody and know that that person is also the best and they're standing in front of you and they have the ability to just, do you know what I mean? It takes a lot of determination and a lot of, a lot of inner strength to be able to stand in front of someone that you could potentially be quite fearful of. It's almost like akin to standing in front of your, your fear and facing that but on a very physical level and very hands-on. And I think to be able to do that, it takes a lot of a lot of uh, admiration I admire that because a lot of people run away from their fears they run in the opposite direction and with boxing it's the total opposite like I'm going to stand in front of my fear and I'm going to like face it so it's very admirable I don't know if that's what you feel nah I think I think if you've got fear in boxing you shouldn't be boxing of course you shouldn't be boxing you need to have confidence and you need to have you need to be mentally physically strong and you need to have a heart also but that, see, that's what's so admirable about it, yeah. because you get people in there that are just like fearless. Yeah. It's uh, do you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want someone to punch me in the face. I was saying I've, I've probably thrown. I'm gonna. I'm gonna exaggerate. Six punches in my whole life. <laughs> 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 and the p- first four, I probably got my thumb right in, tucked in nice and deep, so to really emphasize it. I mean, the only fights I've been in have been like scuffles on a rugby pitch. Yeah. Uh, growing up on the streets and stuff like some of my friends were little troublemakers but I seemed to avoid all of the scuffles and if I stepped in being taller and bigger than people yeah. I tended not to get I mean I've been I've been in some one or two bad fights yeah, but yeah. like just as a silly testosterone driven kid after a few drinks being at being at being in early mm. 20s but for me like I speak to boxers I'm a, I would be a rugby player so I'd go out on a pitch and I'd have a big mass of like Samoans running at me and I'd have to tackle them and I'd have big, uh, huge guys landing on me and squashing me and all these things. Some boxers I've spoken to are like, I don't know how you do that. You know, how how can you run at a 20 stone Samoan guy and try and take him down? Yeah, it's impossible, isn't it? Yeah, you see, that's, and I would have the exact same frame of reference as how can you stand in a ring? Ding, ding. And then, like, yeah. I would hate, to, I would hate to see myself filmed. If someone gave, you know, these white collar boxing things? Yeah, yeah. It was a slim chance. You know what this is? Where like I absolutely know what that is. So I like I want to do that. You want to do? It? No, can, really. Can we can. We'll talk after. <laughs> I know a coach. <laughs> I spoke to you about it a while ago. Like yeah. I really want to do that. I'd love to like to muster that out of myself. D- we'll do it. Well, <coughs> so I was nearly in a in a in one with a, a good friend of mine. We nearly did it for a charity thing. And thankfully, he backed out because I was terrified when the boys were talking about it, like as banter. Because we did it for a few years, and okay. 
when, when it came around to everybody had fought that was same height same level same this friends for forever it came around to my go and i was like oh no i really really it's really for charity yeah, so i would have done it i would have like yeah. based the fear i would have stepped up but he he bailed, bailed out so i was like thank you yeah you're not any hot each other do you know what i mean it's for charity so yeah just to put a show on for the crowd yeah but I'll go out on a rugby pitch and, and throw my yeah. my head around. I'll throw my shoulders around because I think it's also what you're grown up with. Yeah. So there's a, as much as you, what you didn't say and all those things that are admirable about boxers, there's also the technical side of it. Yeah, the it is very the technical. The technical side that you need to maintain under fatigue. But like when you know the technicalities, it's yeah. more systemic than just jumping in and throwing mm-hmm. haymakers, which is what I would probably do. Just a lot of repetitive work, so... For example, I, I'm fighting. I'm fighting Craig Kelly. I'm defending my title on Craig Kelly. And back in 2016, on my second professional outing, I took the fight with Craig Kelly, and it was an eight rounder, and, and I knocked him out in the sixth round. So he's he's seen that I won the Scottish title, called me back out, and that was done at his weight. And that was done at 140. So light. I was not so sorry. Light welter weight. So. From then, I have went back up to one five four. So that's two weights above. Right. So now he's coming in my weight where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I was uncomfortable down at his weight. I still knocked him out. Um, don't get me wrong. He was a tough, tough boy. He is tough. He just comes to have a go. But now he's back at my weight. Yeah. I'm punching double as hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm cleverer than I have been. Yeah. That was my second professional fight. You know, I've sparred a lot of different professionals. From then, I've learned a lot more stuff. Um, yeah, I don't see the fight passing four rounds. Yeah. So this is the fight that you're going into in January. It's my title defense. Yeah, he's coming to try and take Whoa. my belt, but Ooh. it's not. It's not happening. Okay, amazing. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be watching it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So what's then? Like you're doing all those runs in the morning. You're doing the the technical stuff, mixing with clients. Yeah. I wanted to ask you where where are you on the sort of the strength and conditioning realm? Um, because we we mentioned it briefly just before. Some fighters get to the top and having never moved the waist and having just always done their conditioning with their boxing coaches, the traditional kind of old school way, yep. the technical stuff in the ring, and then just their dogged determination and they get they win, win, win. And then some guys won't do a training camp without, you know, slamming med balls and getting strong and yep. 800 push-ups from squats yeah. without talking about the, like, the real Olympic lifting stuff. Forget all that. But wh- where do you stand on that? Do you f- factor that in? Yeah, definitely. There's different days for different stuff. So I do a lot of feet work, a lot of agility, a lot of speed. Um, I do a lot of death runs, which is like seven, eight k, just sprints on and off, on and off. That that will take like f- that's one session in my strength conditioning. Um, I do like a kind of crossfit session, which is like it's not your one max rep, but it's lifting between eight and ten reps. Yeah. Ten different exercises, f- non-stop, right, right through. Yeah. A lot of circuit training, um, and sometimes we do focus on big muscle groups like for example chest and back a full chest and back workout leg and shoulders bicep tries yeah um but that's everything i just said there it's like once a week or yeah. on on each on each thing it's no we don't do this every single day or it would drain your body yeah do you do flexibility you. work like does that factor into yeah, it yeah 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 my boxing my coach she stretches me out every single day but I, I would like to get into a bit of yoga yeah i'd like to start doing some yoga what do you think that'll help you with just loosening off and, and not being as tight and it just just relaxed just to relax me when I'm in the ring yeah you know what I mean yeah D- going back to the the weights and stuff do you, do you lift would you lift that now as part of a camp in the run up to the fight or do you that uh, almost like as an off season when you're just no pregnant? no 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 well, this has been a 12 week camp 
um, and I'm four and a half weeks in. So I've been strength and conditioning for f- the last four and a half weeks. I've seen I've got two and a half weeks left of my strength and conditioning. Yeah. And then I'm just going to focus just pure on speed work, feet work, sparring, yeah. fast pass, just a lot, a lot of punching, yeah, a yeah. lot of bag work. Cool. I, I get it. I get you. That's good. And then um, are, are boxing people in general coming more around to the idea of incorporating strength conditioning or is there people that are still just doing it? I don't know. Everyone's different. You know what I mean? Everyone's different. Personally, I like I like the strength conditioning side of things because it makes me feel I feel strong. I look good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's it changes your it changes the routine and the, and the training as well. So yeah. you've got if you're stuck in a boxing gym like some f- four or five hours a day, it can it can wear you down. Yeah. You know what I mean. But from changing it from a different gym, different bit of scenery, different coach, strength and conditioning, and then back to the boxing gym. There, yeah. it's good. It breaks it up. It's good. Yeah, and then so then that would almost be the same kind of thing if you did a yoga class, wouldn't it? You get the same benefits. You're going somewhere very different, Definitely. where nobody knows you. It's just wind down time, just quietly get get on your mat, namaste. Yep, that's it. She'll help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you know? Do you know what's really interesting? What I found um, when we were, or well, when I was baby hitting you. Um, what I found really interesting is that you kept saying to me, are your shoulders burning? Are your shoulders burning? And I was like, no, they're tired, of course, but they never get that feeling that they're really heavy and they can't like work anymore. And I think that has a lot to do with, with yoga and with being really flexible. Yep. And I think that's probably where um, you see a lot of elite athletes doing cross disciplines in, in terms of they do say – um, this one particular training like strength and conditioning and then they do yoga because it, it just adds something entirely different that supplements what you need in terms of like say flexibility, in terms of mobility, um, those things. So that's kind of interesting. Did I explain that properly? Yeah. Kind yeah. of? Semi. Yeah, a lot of clients, when I train a lot of clients and they just start, it's because the, the mobility as well and a lot of lactic acid builds up in the muscle. So it's about fixing our diet, making sure they're drinking enough fluid, and just getting that lactic acid gone. What's your diet like when you're in a in a training camp? My diet, my, I'm on like three three thousand calories a day just now, which is high. F- um, but it's because I'm training three times a day, and I'm doing a lot of strength and conditioning, which is weight training, um, on top of my run, on top of my boxing. So my calories need to be high to give me the energy. Um, my strength conditioning will stop, and then my calories, my calories will drop to maybe I'd say fifteen, two thousand calories per day, and I'll still I'll probably still be burning maybe four thousand, so I'll be in a good deficit still. Um, I know I'm in a good deficit now because I'm I'm, I'm cutting good weight. Um, I see myself shaping up quite fast. So what do you have to lose around about now? Can you say I've got. Say I've got six kilo, so I'd say just under under one stone. That's on track. Yeah. 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 Cool. I find it just astounding how fast you guys can lose weight. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. <coughs> no, it's 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 difficult. It's not difficult if you know what you're doing. Then, and then it's good. But after after if you if you if you overload and you put too much weight back on, then that's when you're going to drain yourself and going to kill yourself. So I've gave myself a twelve week camp. And I had like six, seven and a half kilo to lose. I took and and I'm on. I'm 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 in front of track. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I kind of try and lose a kilo per week, one kilo per week, and I've still got seven and a half weeks left. So I want to be on my weight a week and a half, two weeks out before a fight, just so I'm comfortable with that weight. I'm walking about at 70, 154. Um, so when I'm ready to fight, I can just walk in and I, and I, f- and I feel relaxed and comfortable at that weight. Mm. Is there any use to when you're not training to actually try and stay as close to your fighting weight as possible? Is that do you guys do that? Because I hear so much about like boxers gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight. Doing a Ricky and Hatton. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, so is is there any like? point in just trying to stay quite well, lean? I'll be honest, this is the first time from my last fight I've stayed from 70 kilo, 154, to go to 75, so I've only put 5 kilo on, usually I sit, usually I sit 78, sometimes touching 80, which is bad, <laughs> but it's because I, I like eating, I like food, <laughs> but it makes it, it makes it harder for me when, it, when they run up to starting a new camp. Yeah. Um, so no, this is the most disciplined I've been because this is a rematch with with a boy that's he's got he's got something to try and prove now. He wants to he's got something to try and rectify. It's also like you said though about just learning that a little bit more from being having two more years experience, you know, having a bit more of a experienced professional career. You know, now you know, look, actually if I if I took into all that that tucker there after after the fight it's going to make six months time that a little bit more difficult. Definitely. So it's all part of learning, isn't it? You, you yeah. Now you're a bit more well, in tune with your weight management. You say that right, but we were just talking off air about like Tyson Fury and him putting on, he was supposedly about 400 pounds, yep. right? Yep. So what happened there? Like you, you mentioned that um, you follow him and you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've met, I've met him once or twice. He's a lovely big man. He's, he's, he's a gentleman. Um, but yeah, like he, like you said, he's, he was going through mental health issues. Yeah, he had a big, big weight um, on his shoulders. So, and and from to pull yourself back from where he was is is amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Like um, absolutely. Yeah, to go from four hundred pounds to then being able to be fighting at that elite level, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's amazing. But obviously, so much easier if you don't gain four hundred yeah. pounds and you're at your your normal. And weight. he was out for two years also, so he was out for a long time. Um, but no, it's inspirational for other people. Um, yeah, to go on the bandwagon and start yeah, losing. Like it shows you it can be done. When it can you guys be are struggling done. to sort of turn your head yeah. into your way, look at what he achieved. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between your your general ill discipline and your carelessness, and then what he went through. He was going through a lot in his personal life. Yeah, he, if you listen to a podcast with him and Joe Rogan, he goes deep into the mental problems that he was having. Just he achieved so much, he lost his motivation, and he just fell off the bandwagon. Yeah, and then he had a light bulb moment, and he went back at it and, and sorted it all out. That compared to like your Ricky Hatton, who it appeared now I don't know anything, but it appeared that he was just a guy who just enjoyed his his downtime, fishing chips, a couple of beers with the boys at the weekend barbecue. <laughs> you know, just do that for a couple of months, put yeah. on a whole lot of weight. Yeah. But if we're talking about so the the Ricky Hatton uh, fight versus like Manny Pacquiao, I heard that it was because wasn't it Floyd Mayweather's father that was training him, and didn't he overtrain him at the time? Like that's some of the you know when you listen to boxing commentary, yeah. that's some of the commentary that I heard that he was overtrained and by the time it got to the fight he actually 
probably should have had that fight three weeks earlier because he was so like burnt out, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, what do you do for that? And and how do you find that really fine balance between like training yourself as hard as you can, but then not overdoing it and not like getting over that that bump where you're not there. Well, I'm just coming back. I'm a bit chesty now. I'm just coming back off a little infection now. Um, I trained myself that hard. My immune system was down. Um, I've just pushed myself hard, hard, hard every single day. But now I'm back to normal now. So I'm back in. I've been off, been off training two days now. A little antibiotic has helped me right out. So I'm back in the gym tomorrow. But actually, I'm back in the gym today. I think part of a way to avoid that is by managing your weight. So part of part of the potential for Ricky Hatton being burned out and overtrained is that at the start of his camp he had to lose ten stone. Yeah. Do you know? So you've got to hammer yourself to lose that weight before you can now start working on your technical, your That's a stone your, and a half. Mm. Yeah. So part of the problem potentially he was overtrained, but if he had not put all that weight on between yep. his fights, he would have had a much smoother entry into his yeah. camp makes it a lot easier yeah yeah, yeah because man. then you can focus on other things as opposed to the dropping <coughs> dropping weight and obviously when you drop weight that quickly it definitely puts a um some pressure on your immune system yes, it's stress sure. on the body the body's taking a lot of stress your immune system's fighting back mm. sometimes it can't cope and that's when you get run down your body fatigues yeah particularly if you listen to some of the techniques that boxers use to drop weight like uh going into those uh like sauna suits that's just then, fluid yeah and that's then not water. not, not drinking water yeah. and then um obviously cutting calories and still yeah. training like crazy um it's tough yeah definitely um do you do any of that on your weight loss journey? yeah but f- for now no i'm drinking six liters of water a day yeah and if and if you add this one one liters one kilo onto my weight, so say I'm I wake up in the morning, I wake up and I'm wake up and I'm seventy six, seventy seven. By the end of the day, I'm up at like eighty two, eighty three. Yeah. But I've drank, I've drank six liters of water. Yeah. A day, do you know what I mean? Wake up the next morning, it's flushed back out again. Toilet. Yeah. Um, so tell me why why you drink so much water, just so so people can understand. Is that how is that part of the the regime to staying really? fit and healthy and being at your optimal just to keep hydrated um your body functions better when it's when it says it's maximum amount of fluid it can take um yeah you feel fuller um your body works better i feel it works better for me anyway so is that also i've got more energy and stuff as well yeah okay so water water plays a big part in your in your training regime i think as well i'm just only speaking from my experience when i was 18, 19, 20, I was playing, I was attempting to play quite elite high level rugby and I was in okay. sort of the academy setup back in Dublin. We used to drink two litres of water a day, like more, uh, to carry the bottle around all through school, all through our, our university and you try and go through two of them a day but what I found was that was the remi- that was the kind of the token reminder that you've got a bigger goal. So when you're just hanging out with your mates and they're having crisps and sweets and stuff, it's like, You've got your water bottle on yep. the table. It's got its little colorful thing like you have here. It's got your salt in there. So I can't have that because I have this. But also when you get that little antsy feeling of like, oh, I wouldn't mind a snack. Just make the water a flavor and just that's your that's your treat. That's your reminder that kills the... Um, Hunger. Yeah, the, the, yeah the suppress, craving? Suppresses your appetite yeah. also. So that's what Yeah, gives you a little bit of a full feeling. Obviously, you, you need to eat a balanced diet as well. But water just helps, when, you, like you says, when you're craving that... Mm. that 
bit of sugar, a bit of chocolate, then you've got you've got your bottle of water there to yeah. suppress your appetite and, and keep focused. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody likes a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell everyone a really funny story because I think this is hilarious. So Steph stayed with us once, and I was trying to warn him that my dog. <laughs> Um, Marley loves chocolates and so Steph had a chocolate bar <laughs> just sitting on the table and he comes back and he's like my chocolate's gone and I was like I told you and outside of these three chocolate wrappers <laughs> and the husky had eaten all yeah. of them she like funny. downed three chocolates and all you could see was a Snickers like wrapper yeah, I, think she, I think she ate a wrapper also she, didn't she, she? she, 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 she ate a wrapper yeah, was she sick <clears throat> no, she's got like a stomach like a bull. Yeah, like crazy dog, man. Yeah, she's <laughs> crazy dog. mental, <laughs> mental. So we know you like a little bit of chocolate. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but for now, I'm, I'm not touching. I'm, I'm not having no bread, um, no bad carbs, no white pasta. What would you class as a bad carb? What's what's off the list? White bread, um, white bread, white pasta, anything that's white, apart from white fish. Right, okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. So potatoes. It, yeah, potatoes as potatoes. well. So it's a when you say bread as well, you're like pizza bases, wraps. Yeah, none of this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just that. like your sliced pan or your baguettes. No. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen then for Christmas? What are your plans for all those festivities? How, what are your little strategies? Because this is, you're extreme in the sense where, you, like, if you if your discipline slips, you'll be found out. Yeah, definitely. In January. If... Um, average gym goers discipline slips they'll be okay do you know there's no consequence there's no retribution oh i had a little chocolate so at your level what how what strategies do you use now when it comes to, oh mate we're going out friday for a beer christmas time you fancy come along put your jumper on put your christmas lights well last night last night everyone was out um there was a big thing on at soho um in medan steph stayed home <laughs> Steph stayed home. Um, <laughs> ten o'clock at I night. Ten, ten o'clock at night. I was in the gym last night, just trying to break this last wee bit of flame up in my chest. Right. I was in the gym ten o'clock to twelve, and when I've came, I've came up had a shower, went to bed. I was lying there, and I never slept till like three in the morning because the phone was just going mad. Where are you? Where, are you? you know? So, but it's these. I need to be disciplined. Yeah. And before. Nah, before I never took it as serious as I have now because of the opportunities I've been gave for 2019. Right. Um, I can talk about my defence in January 25th, but I've got two more fights lined up that, that I can't speak about just yet. But yeah, it's, it's going to skyrocket my career. It's going to be... Yeah, yeah definitely. So then how are you going to get through Christmas? Will you um, have a dinner? I'm actually... No, I'm actually... I'm, st I'm going back... I'm going back f maybe the 14th of December. To Glasgow? Yeah, to Glasgow. And I'm going to be... I'm going to go see my family for two days. And then I need to go to London, training with one of my coaches, because he flies back to see his family. And then I'm coming back to Dubai, 22nd or the 23rd. So I'm not even having a Christmas this year, because this fight means means so much to me. Because I know Craig Kelly's going to come and give it his all to try and take my belt. Yeah. And he's, he's taking nothing. Right. Mm. So I'm, I'm not letting that happen. So I'm going to be... This is the most focused, to be honest, this is the most focused I've been in a training camp. Yeah. In a training camp, definitely. I think it's good to see that, that amount of determination from you. So, Steph, I'm curious, um, where do you see yourself in terms of your career, in terms of boxing? Where do you want to take yourself and, and this, like, passion that you have for, for the sport? Well, I'm five fights in now into my career. 
had a slow start to my career, to my boxing career, just with a few injuries and stuff that held me back. I was out for a year with a shoulder up, and um, my shoulder kept dislocating. But I'm five fights in. I've won a Scottish title. I'm top twenty in Britain. Um, my next this this my next fight, it's it's not going backwards, but it's just. It's giving Craig Carey what it's not giving him what he wants, but it's just giving him another another crack at me to see to see what he can try and rectify from his last fight. But he's he's not going to rectify anything. I'm going to knock him out again, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. It's not the, the the fight's not going past four rounds. Um, and then from then I've got something lined up for April, which is which is another another belt, and then again after that will be another title. And that's just that'll put me, it'll put me, I'll be very comfortable, very comfortable. Put Amazing. me on a pedestal. So, I'm, so basically, I'm, I'm more focused than I'm now than I ever have been in my career. Okay, what? So, I like I know I dabble in and out of boxing here. So, what? What is the progression once you win the Scottish title? Where do you go from there? Is there like a? There's a British title, obviously, right? Yeah, but that's down the line. That's down the okay. line. Okay. Um, I've won the Scottish next in line. Is like, there's a few other different titles that. What are they? Just so I understand. Celtic title. Mm -hmm. And then you would maybe have a minute you could fight for like a, a sanctioning body title, like an intercontinental, an international. Um, you've got a Commonwealth title, but you maybe need to fight an eliminator for this. Then you've got the British title that you would need to fight an, an eliminator for also. You win that eliminator fight, then you've got a crack at the, the big title. What's Amazing. the pinnacle? What's the main? What's your pinnacle? What's the dream? See, a lot of people say this weird. They see yourself, but I just like fighting, man. And wherever it's taking me, it's, it's going to take me. Like what? I've, where I'm on now? I never, f I never thought I'd have a Scottish title. In my fifth fight, I've got it. Um, and it's still not really. It's not sank in yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a belt sitting there. It's yeah. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not being. I don't know. It's just not sank in. Um. But it's starting to hit home now that I'm getting a few. There's a few more belts on the line. A few more titles have been put in front of me. Yeah. Um, Some opportunities. And they've been lined up, so it's making me hungry. Yeah. Like, so from January twenty, when I fight, then I'm, I'm straight back into camp. I'm not. I'm not. Usually have a rest period. I like a rest period after a fight. Yeah. Four, six weeks, eight weeks. I like a drinking out with my friends. I like to go and enjoy myself. I like to eat food. Have your Christmas dinner. <laughs> have your Christmas <laughs> dinner. The <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. So from then, I'm straight back in camp from January 25th. I actually, turned 30 on April 4th. So run about April, May, April. I don't know. There's another another fight will we'll be scheduled right. around about then. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm basically in camp now until April. Yeah, fair play. March, April. Can you talk a little bit about your injuries? What was it that went around with your shoulder? And I see you've got a bit of a a juicy scar there on your yeah, elbow. Yeah, yeah, the diesel. That's just that's for motorbikes. That's oh, just yeah. from yeah, that's, that's from flesh wounds. That's for bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had a bad dislocation of my shoulder, and it just it just kept reoccurring, kept happening. So I was actually. I think it was my fourth fight or my third fight. I was fighting Victory Dagger. No, no, Victory Dagger. I was fighting Jan Bolog, a guy from Latvia or wherever he was from. And my shoulder popped out in the first round or the second round. So if you if you watch back on that video, I fought the whole. F it was only a four rounder right enough because that was me just back signed with a new promoter. Right. Because um, I thought my shoulder was better. 
Okay. I thought I'd put myself through a rehabilitation for I'd strength and conditioned it well. Second round in it popped. Did you throw a punch for it when it popped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you fought the whole the fought whole the rest, fight. Yeah, I fought the rest of the rest of the fight with, with one hand with my with my just walked off my jab. Wow. Um Did you know it went when you threw the punch? Oh yeah, you can see it was hanging down past oh, my Oh yeah. yeah. Did you go back in? No. <laughs> the ref was like I'm is everything good? I'm going to stop this fight. I was like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Lifted yeah. my hand up, my shoulder was popped up. Yeah, it was the worst pain in my, my life. I bet. Jeez. Can you, when it does, like, can you move it? Or is it just like a dead weight? Dead weight. Wow. And you dead fought? Weight. Yeah. That's crazy. I just, I just wasn't taking a defeat on my record. I didn't, I never wanted a loss. So that's what I'm saying. You need to have heart. Yeah. And I just put myself through the pain. It was, I was in so much pain that. Ugh, Undescribable, but yeah, I got to win. Yeah, got well, to win. You've got to do what you have to, don't you? Yeah, definitely. When it's on you. And you won. You won that fight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Despite the shoulder. Wow. Yeah. With your with your coaching and the training that you do, do you, is it just amateur professionals like Caroline, or do you <laughs> train any like young fighters coming? Yeah, I'll, tra- I'll train anyone. I'll yeah. train anyone who wants to learn them. Obviously Maybe you could teach Keith. Yeah, of course. That's it. Took your, <laughs> took your thumb under your fingers, yeah? I'm, st- I'm still learning now. I, yeah. I, I learn every single day. There's not a day that goes past that I don't learn something new. Boxing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know everything, but there's not a day that goes past that I don't learn. Yeah. Um, and I'm a personal. I'm a level. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a level two, level three reps. Oh yeah. Qualified. So I'm a qualified to PT in in any in, in nutrition also. Yeah. But I prefer just to. Stick to my boxing, on the boxing because that's maybe. what I know best. Yeah, you know that's what, I mean? what the love is, isn't it? That's yeah, what the yeah, that's is. my passion. That's yeah, get out of bed. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you're gonna have her fighting. The I remember Caroline wanted to push herself. Caroline was saying she's like, I says right. So what? What's what goals here? What do we want to achieve? <laughs> what, what are we getting out of this boxing? And you well, told me you said you wanted to push after your injuries. Yeah, you wanted to push yourself as hard as you could. I still do. And you wanted to have do. a. You wanted to maybe have like a little. He's a calling charity event fight. A wee charity event fight. Well, we would talk a, a lot about this because I'd ask you the same thing. Like, what do you want to do? Where are you going with this? Um, then we were talking about like I would go and teach him some yoga and stretch you out and stuff. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's still it's still in the back of my mind. That's something that I I definitely want to do. Like I feel like uh, it's really interesting. We had somebody else, uh, Sujith Vargas, yeah. on our podcast a little while ago, and Sujith's a really inspiring guy. He's um, obviously a, a paraplegic, as you had a motorbike accident, and uh, yeah, and I just love the vigor that he has for life. He's just like, I, I'm alive. I'm going to like do everything. Like before I was living at like 60% and now I, I want to live like at 150. And, uh, and I think the, the same, I kind of have a little bit of that as well. Like, so I can walk, I'm alive, I'm not paralyzed. So I want to see where I can take my body because this isn't enough for me. It's not enough yeah. to like be a couch potato. I want to do more. So yeah, definitely I'd love to. Yeah, so definitely. on the podcast, we've met a lot of people and they've all had different ex- areas of expertise and they've all been sort of inspiring for different things and a lot of the people have sort of set tasks and and targets on the podcast and held both me and Caroline accountable for things that we're saying <laughs> I know where you're going air. with this so 
there's a guy who's going to come back in a year's time and see where we are with our personal finances there's a couple of people going to come back and see where we are with, uh, with with a bunch of different things so perhaps this could be the platform now where you decide that there's going to be a certain day of maybe the year next year that you can <laughs> rope her into uh, a promise where amateur fight in nine months time we'll come back and we'll have another break podcast. my body again no, the, he's, don't get hit <laughs> No, definitely. Like, like I said, there's, I, I know a few people here that put on boxing shows, so I'm, I'll happily train you, one hundred percent. I'll happily train you. I'll come along. Right, I'll Let's do it. Right. Let's I'll do happily it. train you. I'll come and along and document you'll be winning. it. You will win, of course. Of course. Yeah. So how can I lose? The fighter makes the coach. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We'll look, we'll, we'll do some research and find a uh, amateur ladies is it weight dependent in those ones yeah 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 yeah. yeah. match them as close as possible yeah there could be a kilo give or take a few so pounds give or take but it's kilos on it we'll get her ready mm. to go <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's go back to talking about you and your boxing okay. career we'll not just, me we'll just like, note that down and move yeah. on yeah anyway moving on um so steph obviously we're going to keep following you if people wanted to follow you in your fight or wanted to support you how would they how would they go about doing that Instagram, I'm just Instagram daft. I like to post. I like to post a lot of stuff, a lot of news, a lot of training on my Instagram page. And Do you have a lot of training Instagram videos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've just started a new Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and I just started posting maybe three, four, three, four um, posts a day. So my story, my story is always active. My story is always busy. Training in gym, out gym, in gym. And what's your Instagram handle so people can can find you? Stefan under slash boxer under slash official. Okay. And that's Amazing. with a, Stefan with an F. S T E F A N. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Stefan, what was it say again? Under slash boxer, under slash official. Cool. Perfect. All right. Um, well, thanks a lot for coming in. Wish you the best with your camp and then the fight in January. We'll be we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what's happening. Thanks yeah, for we'll, having me. We'll keep thanks following you and, and uh, seeing how your progress goes. Yeah. We'll have a little recap chat after it maybe between one of the, the second camps when you can talk more about those yeah and we'll see how caroline's getting on with her progress as well <laughs> i'll bring my belt up yeah amazing let's do yeah, that of course. <laughs> yes. all right well thanks for coming to speak to us yeah. thank you thanks again thanks for having see you guys. Me. bye guys <laughs>